Hello, and welcome to Detangled, a podcast for salon pros. We're your hosts, Molly Getz and Kylie Garcia, full-time entrepreneurs, hairstylists, educators, and moms. Also, part-time comedians, so get ready for some great education and a few laughs. Hey, Kylene. Hey, Molly. What would you say has been one huge discovery you've made that has really been something surprising that has affected your bottom line, not only as a stylist, but as a business owner as well? So I didn't realize how much retail sales would affect my bottom line until I went to the summit a couple of years ago. Um, And since then, I feel like our business has changed dramatically. I have always been... I, I feel that I've always done well at retail sales. I think you and I are very similar in how we don't we don't view retail as um, very selly. We truly, genuinely believe inside of us that, um, you know, we just really want that person to have the thing that they need for their hair. So that hasn't been a hard thing for me to like wrap my mind around. But what I did have a hard time wrapping my mind around was I always thought, oh, to make more money, I need to do more services. To make more money, I need to see more guests in my chair. Um, and I didn't really qu- like quantify how much of retail sales would affect my business. I was just always like, oh yeah, I sold that, whatever. And I almost would categorize like, oh, here's what we did. Like, here's how much money we did in services. And then we did this in retail. Like, it, I didn't combine the two amounts ever. Um, until just recently. And then, you know, when you combine them, you realize how much more money your business actually brought in um, when you actually count the money. So that was a huge discovery for me um, in, in regards to how retail can actually bring money down to the bottom line. Yeah, that is so huge. I'm with you. I never necessarily had a hard time with selling retail, but I think a lot of it boils down to at least my big discovery for it was learning how to just not be a salesman about everything and how to just inform people of why we're using certain things. Because it could be really simple to just blow dry someone's hair with nothing on their hair and send them out the door. And will their color look pretty? Yeah, I'm sure it will. Will their haircut look legit? Yeah, I'm sure it would be just fine. But you know, we're not setting them up for success at all. And I think that's my biggest motivator is to push product, push the product knowledge on my guests to take home. Because we know that if we can set them up for success when they're doing their hair at home, the rest of the 90 days in between us seeing them, they are going to trust us so much more and they're going to be so much more loyal to us and tell their friends, you know, like, my stylist not only does great great color, great haircuts, but she teaches me how to do my hair, which is something that most of my guests don't feel comfortable doing at home. Do you feel like you notice a huge difference when it comes to client loyalty for yourself as a stylist and for your other stylists that you work with when you are just having conversations with your clients about product versus trying to be a salesman like and this is the magic polo proof blow dry. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's a huge bonus for that for client loyalty is when I plan my day. And I already have looked at what they purchased last time they came in, what they purchased in the past. I might look back a couple months and be like, oh, you know, it's been two months since they bought shampoo and conditioner. They're obviously going to need it today. And then I'm able to say like, oh, you're probably out of your Elsoft Mega, right? And they're like, yeah, I am. So there's a huge loyalty in them seeing that I remembered what they purchased before and that I am so concerned about them and know what they need to refill at this point. And, and they, then they can tell like, oh, she didn't just sell me something. She genuinely, you know, wants that for my hair and wants me to be using that. Um, so and I think it's too cool too to like change them to different things too. So I might be like, uh, I know you purchased guts last time. Are you how are you doing on that? And they'd be like, oh, I'm actually um, almost out. And then I'm like, you know what, let's try this instead this time. And there's I don't know, it's just it's a huge loyalty factor. Just like If you were to remember something about them, like their kids' names or a vacation that they were going on, like that really just builds that that loyalty and they they feel very valued as a customer of yours that you remember those things about them. I don't know about you, but I feel like my clients in the past like two or three years have gotten so much more savvy when it comes to like product usage in general. And I think a lot of it has to do with the total onset of bloggers, influencers, and people who just really sell specific products online mm-hmm. and show how they're doing their hair online as well. I mean, I was on TikTok the other day and this woman who the, all of her TikToks are about her home. You know, they built this home and it's it's all about her family and her baking but then there's this video that she shows the world how she curls her hair with a flat iron and she got so many views comments likes and i was just absolutely amazed by it and i was like okay this is really proving that people are learning how to do their hair from someone it could be anyone Mm -hmm. but that someone really should be the professional hairdresser don't you think Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love it when my guests ask me to ha- like, how do I curl my hair with a flat iron? And I love having that tutorial moment for them. And I think it was the the great Sam Via recommended to, to get like a little, you know, a little tripod situation on your station for videos. And whenever if you have a guest that you want to um, show how what the styling method that you used on them, Ask them if you can take their phone, set it up on your station in a tripod, and record while you're styling their hair. So when they get home, they will have a video of you doing their hair. So they don't have to go on TikTok or whatever and watch some lifestyle blogger (laughs) who doesn't do hair teach them how to use their flat iron. They get to watch you do it, and they're going to see the products that you used as well, and they're going to remember like, oh, that's right. She said to spray it in when it's dry, not when it's wet, right? Have you ever had guests... uh, when they go to buy like iron shape for the second time, they're like, yeah. And then I spray that in when it's wet, right? And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. I love that. They're like, wait, I bought five things last time and I don't remember what order I use them in. So I just use them in whatever order I feels like is the right mood for the day. (laughs) And they're like, oh, can you write down the entire order once again for me, please? (laughs) 
Yeah, and so if we were if we were to set um, you know their camera up for them and take a video of us in the order, they'd be able to just turn that on in, the, in their morning routine and hang out with us for a little bit. And if I had a dollar for every time I heard, can't you just come home with me and do my hair with every morning? <laughs> like, yeah, every yeah, we can. I can do that through your phone. You do not want me in your house at six a.m. I am not pleasant. I am not a morning person. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like. Absolutely, I could, but it'll cost you. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to know what my early morning fee is. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely be down for it. If my clients wanted to pay me to come to their house in the morning, I would do it totally. But it would cost them. Yeah, absolutely. You know there are people out there. Like, I have a handful of people that I know would pay for that kind of service for sure. Right. Maybe I've been missing out on a business opportunity this whole time. Yeah. Hmm. My business, my brain is is rolling right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's how the girl that started the dry bar started out. She did. She would travel to people's houses and and style their hair. Mm-hmm. Along with my thought of, you know, like people are finding ways of learning how to do their hair and you know, I really am thinking about how genius that idea is that Sam Via shared. But I'm also thinking about how people are using products no matter what, whether they're buying it from you or they're going to the grocery store or Target or wherever, or Ulta, you know, they're buying their products. When they're wandering into a store that there's not a professional there to help them, they're in uncharted territory. So they're probably just going to buy the things that smell good or the things that the label makes sense to them. And the thing that's been going through my mind a lot lately is if people are out there doing that, and then they're also on the internet learning from these bloggers, influencers, lifestyle people, you know, if they're not learning about hair from hair experts, they're learning about doing hair from someone who only knows their own hair. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I actually just saw a TikTok video where a girl was styling her hair and the comments on it were just, it makes me sad because people are asking questions and it's clearly based on this girl has one type of haircut. And so they're like, how can I do that on my hair? And they can't because they don't have her haircut. So we can specifically give that guest their special attention based on what their hair needs and they're not going to have to look elsewhere for it. So like they're not getting the specific hair knowledge from the professionals. Professionals should be the ones teaching them about their hair. You know, if I only taught people how to do hair that is like mine, I would have a pretty small clientele because I have a very specific type of hair, just like we all do. But the amount of people whose hair I know how to control that has, you know, short curly hair and long curly hair and really, really coarse hair, hair that's completely different than mine, basically all of the different hair types, We know all hair and I give these bloggers and influencers so much credit because they're doing a really great job. But the fact of the matter is, is they only know their own hair. And, you know, this is a way to add a ton of value to our clients' lives. You know, if we're not the ones providing that information to our guests, they are going somewhere else to get it. I guarantee it to you. This is interesting. 100 clients come into the salon each month and 71% of them are not offered a recommendation. So out of those 100 clients, 29 of them are offered a recommendation. And let's say they each buy $25 worth of retail. 
your revenue is $725 from those 29 clients, which sounds really nice, but the lost revenue from the 71 clients who did not purchase was $1,775. So literally over a $1,000 difference just because you didn't recommend something. And you know, if you make that over the course of one year for one stylist at a $25 sale, which like, come on, I pay more for my, some of my face makeup. <laughs> it's like t- around $21,000 in loss revenue per year, just because you didn't make an offering. Ugh, that's disgusting. Gross. <laughs> 83% of consumers have never bought hair products in an actual salon. And 71% of them have never been approached by a professional. And it's funny because the number one reason that anyone would buy in a salon is because a stylist has made the recommendation. So if you're not offering this to 71% of your clients, that is a huge, huge missed opportunity. And studies have also shown that after a hair appointment, the guest is going to buy a product. Whether it's going to be from you or somewhere else, they're going to want to buy some sort of styling product, something to help with their color. So they might be leaving our salon and immediately driving to CVS or Walmart to go get what they need for their hair, what they think they need for their hair, or you know, hopping on Amazon on their way home and, and getting something. Whether that's the product that you told them about or not, you know, they're going to buy something. Yeah, I mean, how many people have been victimized by your client taking a picture of your products on your station and then instantly going to Amazon to purchase? Like, I know I have been. But I'll tell you what I didn't do in those situations where it's my own fault that I was personally victimized. (laughs) And it's that I did not follow through with the conversation. So maybe I did all the right things. I used the product on them. I showed them how to use it. But the key thing that I used to miss was closing the sale. So telling them, oh, you really loved these two products and you loved that shampoo and conditioner we talked about. I'm gonna show you where those are on our retail shelves up front so that way you can shop a lot easier. And literally, I walk them to the shelf, pick up the product for them, either hand it to them or put it up at our front desk, You know, depending on what's more appropriate in that situation, and closing the sale that way. I think about when I go shopping in places where I spend more money, those are places where people are offering to help me. You know, I know a lot of people complain about stores where there are kind of pushy sales associates and they want to help you, but people who shop that way, which is a lot of people, even if you don't want to admit it, there are those people are going to spend more money when they are offered help. You know, I walked into a brand new Sephora store recently and it is huge. It's absolutely enormous. And I knew what to expect. I knew what I was looking for in particular. And the sales associate walked up to me, welcomed me, asked me what she could help me find. I told her what I was looking for. And then she actually showed me a couple more things that I didn't even know existed yet. And it was just really, really cool. She complimented the two products that I was already purchasing. And she was like, you know, a lot of people are really loving this. And they also make a smaller size if you just want to try it out. Uh, you bet I bought the smaller sizes of both of those products and I love them and now I'm hooked. So I think about that, those experiences all the time. I've walked into similar stores like that and have had no help, no one paid any attention to me 
And I've walked out sometimes empty handed because it's really overwhelming to try to look at shelves and shelves of product and be like, I'm looking for something to tame down my summer frizzy hair. And even in my own salon, like there's, we only carry two hair care product lines and there's at least nine different options as a professional that I can choose. So imagine not being an educated professional and trying to find something like that. It can be really, really overwhelming. So I just try to think about situations like that all the time. Anytime that a sales associate has been too pushy and that's totally turned me off from shopping or when they haven't even been there to help. And then there's that magic, that magic salesperson who shows up, answers questions, lets you shop, but then also is really just giving you authentic recommendations. That's when I spend my money. Right. Yeah. And that leads me to think about making sure that they know how much things cost and what promotions you have going on at the time. Because I would say most of the time people are assuming our products cost way more than they actually do. And then they get up front. They're like, oh, I didn't realize that was only this. And then when I follow through and tell them about whatever promotion we're having at the time, then they got, they're going to feel like they're getting a deal. And that might lead them to actually purchase more products. So with our promotions that we run at my salon, whenever we're running a promotion, which we always, you guys are probably the same way, you always have a promotion running. With our promotions, we run them in two-month cycles. So before uh, we started doing this, I I did used to run my promotions by month to month. And after realizing that that meant that I was missing some guests. So, you know, our guests that are coming in six to eight weeks, which is very typical, um, they were actually missing out on some of the promotions because it might have been like, oh, we were having a hairspray sale last month, but you weren't even in here at all that month. So we we run them in eight-week cycles. So um, we have our promotion planned out for the whole year on what it's going to be. So for January, February, it's going to be something, um, you know, March, April, that type of thing. And it's based on, you know, whatever that season is too. So we might have um, some kind of blonding sale for the summer months um, that have to do with the extreme line and Redken so that it correlates whatever that time period is and that makes sure that we get all of our guests so every guest that's coming in is going to be able to be a part of that promotion so whenever I share that with my guests of like you know I use this shampoo like currently in my company right now we're having a buy two get one free sale so I can say like if I'm talking to them about the shampoo and conditioner I used on them. I can be like, lucky you, because today we're having a buy to get one free sale. So when you get your shampoo and conditioner, you're going to get something else for free. So let's talk about what styling products you might need. And then, you know, the conversation just rolls into that. So they know that they don't need to go to Amazon or somewhere else to buy it. And I know that a lot of us in this industry feel very down about the fact that our guests can go buy something on Amazon or go to Ulta and they feel we feel that we can't compete with those situations like we can't compete with Ulta because they're running all these these promotions and people can earn points guess what if Ulta can do those things so can we we can run we can run literally the same exact promotions as Ulta and I think if that's something that you're running into a lot like if I have I I honestly don't have, I think I might, I can think of two people on the top of my head that I'm pretty sure buy their products from Ulta. 
unless we're having a sale that applies to them. And most of it is that they earn their loyalty points. So if they're buying a lot of other things from Ulta, they're building up these points that they want to use. But that's why we should have level, like we should have um, loyalty points in our salon company so that the more that they um, spend in our company, they can use those points for retail. And we can also match Alta's sales. So if somebody was like, oh, you know, Alta's having this leader sale for shampoos and conditioners, well, guess what? Show it to me. I'll give you the same price. I would love for my guests to, um, you know, tell me what sale Alta's having, and I'd love to be able to match that for them to be able to help them purchase from us as a salon rather than going somewhere else and hopefully getting the products I recommended for them, specifically for their hair. I think to just being able to recognize which this took some training for sure, but recognizing what kind of shopper your client is. I know what kind of a shopper I am. I mean, I have already explained a little bit that I am the kind of person who will spend more money if I have a little bit of attention paid to me. And I know there are people out there who absolutely do not shop that way. But just kind of recognizing that if you know someone is snapping that picture and ordering through Amazon, or they're bringing up the fact that Ulta's, Ulta's having a sale, I can recognize the fact that, okay, if she's bringing up the Ulta's having a sale and I'm not offering that sale, she is someone who is a sales-driven customer. Someone who is already clicking pictures of my products and pulling up on Amazon while she still has a cape on her shoulders in my chair. She clearly is a convenience-type shopper. She wants it literally delivered to her door. And, you know, we can explain to them when I see that happen and, you know, I'll, I'll call that out. I will <laughs> say, oh, cool, look, you're shopping on Amazon. You can leave here today with that exact product in your hands and you don't have to wait on Amazon to deliver because who can even rely on Amazon these days anymore? Am I right? So I'll call it out with kindness. I don't, I try not to make them feel uncomfortable, but, you know, I do have to say sometimes I feel like I talk about my pet peeves a lot on here. Sorry, <laughs> but it's for a good reason. You know, one pet peeve I have is when I hear a stylist have a conversation with a client about all of the bad, scary, scary, scary things in the world of product diversion and buying product not from a professional source. Has that ever, like, Kylie, have you ever had that experience? Yeah, and... You know, I will say I I do like to educate my guest to that fact that there is a chance, you know, and I again like I like that you pointed out. You can call it out but in in a kind way. So, some of my guests are actually super surprised to find that out. They've never heard of such a thing. They've never n- known that Redken shouldn't be at CVS or things like that. So, they I've had guests ask me like, "Why shouldn't I buy it?" And I and I usually say like, "Well, two things." First off, there is a chance that that product actually might not be the product that you're looking to purchase. It could be expired. It could be watered down. Um, there's a lot of different things that could go on with it because technically CVS shouldn't be selling that. And so I always just like to keep it like upbeat that way um, rather than kind of bashing that situation. And then I kind of lead into the fact that i obviously rather than purchase that from me. But yeah, I've definitely overheard a more negative conversation yeah like i'm like you i like to educate my people i like to keep it very simple and i always think starting out with a really positive outlook 
You know, like when you buy it from me here, you are actually supporting my business and you're supporting my education, which is one of the things that I know that you love about me is that I'm such an educated stylist. So point out all the features and benefits of having retail options in your own company. You know, what does that do for you? I know in my company, much like a lot of the companies who are buying products from Salon Centric, you know, they have a great loyalty program that we can use to provide updated tools for our company. Education with the top artists in the industry and so much more than that. So people don't know that either, that we get all these other perks that full circle benefits them because then they're coming to one of the most educated stylists that's out there. I do like to share the counterfeit hair product store because a lot of people don't know that either. (laughs) I mean, one of my favorite things I've seen the past year and a half or so was my friend Heather. She's a Redkin artist from Michigan. She posted this picture at, it was like a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx or something. And it was a Redkin product that was on the shelf to be sold with the barcode on it for money. (laughs) And she picked it up and she said it smelled like gasoline. And she was actually just trying to figure out how old the package was because it was packaging that she had never seen before. And she posted it online before and she was reaching out to all the Redken OG users. And a lot of them came back to say, um, that packaging has to be at least 20 to 25 years old. Ah. And, you know, they were going to sell that gross gasoline product for money. And it was so old. I mean, good Lord. (laughs) I mean, I just love to tell that story to my clients because, well, sure, most of the time you're going to see recent packaging. You're going to see familiar things on the shelves. You just can't trust it. Just like, you know, of all the other things in the world, you just can't trust picking up off of your grocery store CVS shelf. Just think twice before you buy professional product at a place like that. Yeah. And you know what's always amazing to me is when I see product at like I think specifically CVS is it's usually more expensive than our products. And so it is a convenience factor, you know, like like you were saying, we have shoppers that are that are there for convenience. So they're there getting their prescription. Oh, I might as well pick up my Purology while I'm here. And uh, we need to make our salon companies the convenience factor for them we need to make it a a priority to show them that yep we have it right here and i i'm always astounded at how many guests when i'm telling them about a product ask me if we have it here because i'm like why why would i be telling you about this if i couldn't give it to you like that would be rude (laughs) (laughs) like i always think about what happened to you at the last salon that you were in that you are this way now. <laughs> okay, also, you know, Kylene, I'm just going to call out the elephant in the atmosphere. It's not really an elephant in the room because we're in a few different rooms. But, you know, there's a big old elephant out there. You know, I know that I work in a huge salon where, you know, we have a ton of products sitting on our retail shelves. And your, you know, your salon, you guys can carry a huge product you know, selection as well. But I know there's people listening who are like, okay, guys, good for you, but I'm an independent stylist. I can't have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of products just sitting on a shelf waiting to be purchased. Or I just don't even have the space 
to have a lot of product or even just all that overhead. You know, maybe you only have one shelf that can hold like 10 things. So what options are out there for those people to still be able to make money making retail sales and suggestions? So, you know, there's a lot of options out there for how we can get our the products that we recommend into our guests' hands, but I wanted to kind of get into like the nitty-gritty numbers for a second because I so I've, I have some interesting experiences for the past. Um, you know, I worked at a in like a booth rental salon and I ran into situations often where I would recommend a product to a guest get up front and it's not there. And it, it led me to not even want to talk about products because I, you know, if I'm going to sell aerate to someone, aerate better be up on the shelf when I get up there or else I've lost that sale or I'm end up saying, you know, we'll order it, come back. Guess what? They're probably not going to. They're going to probably get on Amazon and order when they leave or they're just not going to get that product. And so when we don't have those things available to us, it does lead us to not even try to talk about the products because we know we can't get it to them anyway. And um, I'll be honest, you know, in my salon company, we have times where we're out of something, right? Like it happens. I get up front. We're out of stock of whatever I talked about. And it is it is a bummer. But I do try to be extremely stocked on the shelves. And we, you know, of course, we are going to have something that we sell more of, like specifically guts. We sell a ton of guts at my salon. So we always have an abundance of guts on our shelf because we don't want to run out of that. And there might be other items that we only carry two or three of because we're not going to sell it as much. But a way to work toward, you know, growing your retail shelf, um, having more uh, opportunity for availability and what you can afford. If your budget, so let's say for your salon company, if your um, retail to sales percentage is not 20%. So our goal in our salon company, and this is just a, a all around goal, would you would want your retail sales to be at 20%. Um, compared to your service sales. So if you're not at 20%, which is a pretty high percentage to be at, so uh, oftentimes I would say you're probably not at 20%, then your budget when you're figuring out what to reorder is 52%. So let's say I sold $100 um, in retail one week. I'm going to say, okay, my budget for, for my next reorder is 52% of that. So it allows me to reorder what I sold, but it also gives me a little bit extra to purchase something else. So it's a great way to start obviously restocking what you sold, but to build as well. So if I sold um, $600 in retail, I'm going to purchase a little bit more than half of that, even though in, in what we do, we are upselling 100%. So we definitely got that money back. We have the money to purchase the same item again, but now we have a little wiggle room to to purchase something else to start building that inventory up. So what I did when I was building my inventory rather than you know investing in thousands and thousands of dollars in retail was to um, you know just purchase a little bit more to really build that up. So I would look at my, you know, I'd get my order together at reordering what I sold. So an easy thing to do is just reorder what you sold. That's going to keep your inventory the same. And then I would look at my shelves and be like, okay, now where if I have 
$60 more of wiggle room, what can I buy for $60? Because I wanna spend that 52%. I don't wanna say like, great, I came in under budget. No, we want to spend the 52% so that our inventory can be building up. So I might look and be like, well, we only have two of iron shape. So I might, even though we didn't sell an iron shape last week, I'm gonna buy another one so that that inventory starts to grow. So that's a really great way. And you know, just especially if you're an independent, um, start out with the things that you use on everyone. I have products, I'm sure you have products that you literally use on every single person. I'm gonna either use One United or Color Fanatic on every person because I'm going to detangle their hair. So that's the stuff I'm definitely gonna stock. So I'm gonna start there because I know I'm gonna talk to every guest about it. I know I'm gonna use Pillow Proof Primer on every guest. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that stocked. And then you can really start building into having more of an inventory with that. Yeah, that's huge. I love that. Because I've been in a couple of my friends' salons who are independent stylists, and I can totally read what kind of a stylist they are by what's on their shelf. Because I know that's their absolute favorite things that they have. And, you know, having something there as a talking point is better than nothing. And I do know there has been some new, we'll say, um, we'll call them launches (laughs) that have really helped the independent stylist with the retail sales, where you can actually make a commission by sending your clients to a website that is run through the product companies of your choice. Now, I'm not living that life, so I don't have all the details. I apologize for even bringing it up, but it is something worth reaching out to look into. You know, ask your salon-centric location um, or whatever, whatever, um, brands you shop with or go to hair.com and reach out. It's pretty cool. You know, you're you're actually recommending those products to your clients and they can just shop online. I think it's a really brilliant idea. It's a really great way to help independent stylists boost retail sales. So I have some friends who have had a lot of success and it really has just launched around the time that everyone was getting shut down. Um, you know, in the spring for the COVID quarantine. And it really helped a lot of stylists out there stay afloat and help get product in their real clients' hands, um, you know, while they were unable to, you know, be in their salon selling things. So anyway, check out those types of things, hair.com, um, or, you know, ask, ask any of the sales reps in your area if they have any suggestions. And, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about still, I can guarantee you that you probably do know another independent stylist who knows what I'm talking about. So reach out to your other friends out there. The thing I love about the retail conversation is it's never finished. <laughs> you know, I could go on and on for days on end. And Kylene, you know that I actually could literally continue talking forever. So I'm not going to do that to you today. But there's so much more that could be said. And there's so many other ways that we could dive deep into this conversation. So this was a great beginner course on retail. And I think, you know, if you are someone who has just been trying to navigate this path and you just don't know where to start, just start with offering one thing, just one thing to someone. And a really easy thing to start with is find out what shampoo they're using in their shower. That will really help build your confidence. Once you have a stronger confidence in what you're talking about, everything else just falls into place eventually. But you got to start somewhere. So 
have my angelic little voice in the back of your mind saying, just talk about shampoo today. And if that's Mm -hmm. all you talk about with your clients all day, the proof will be in the pudding. You'll be able to see what kind of sales you can make just by talking about just that. So. Oh, that's that's like magical advice. Magical. I wish I could do a Forrest Gump impersonation with the, that's all I have to say about that. But you don't want to hear my attempt. What about you, Kylene? What's your closing thoughts? Oh, my closing thoughts are, it's really hard to talk about retail if you don't know about retail. Like if you don't know if you don't know the products that you're recommending, if you don't know um, how to use them yourself or why you would use them on someone, it's really hard to sell it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a shameless plug here. Uh, Molly and I are both educators with Redken, and we can teach in your salon company. So if you would like to know more about retail, because I think that if you had a more un- more of an understanding of the actual use of products it's it just it comes natural to sell it because really what it comes down to is that we're telling our guests what we're using and why we're not selling something to them so with every single guest all i'm gonna do is tell them what i'm using and why on their hair specifically and chances are they're gonna buy it from me but like i said if you don't know what you're using and why then you can't even tell that to your guest so What's really cool is you can, we have virtual classes available right now, um, you know, in this in this uncertain time, we can virtually come to your salon company and teach you more about the Redken products specifically. So if you have a salon-centric sales rep that comes to your salon, you can actually talk to them about how to bring us into your salon virtually. Hopefully soon we're going to be able to do in-person classes again. Um, but if you don't have a salon-centric sales rep, you can actually just DM us either on our Detangled Podcast Instagram or personally at Kyleen.Garcia or at Molly Getz, and we will help you figure out how you can book us in your salon company to really amp up your retail sales. Thanks so much for listening. We love to receive feedback, so please write a review if you're loving what you're hearing. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss out on the fun. Also, be sure to follow us on our Instagram, at Detangled Podcast. Until next time, this is Molly and Kylene. Thanks for tuning in.